the most famous painting in the world has vanished. The Mona Lisa has been stolen, and the French FBI have hired an expert to find it. You. You've barely arrived in Paris before your friend Pierre tells you he's got a lead on the painting's whereabouts. But the French authorities don't believe him. They want you to work with them alone and to leave Pierre behind. What should you do? If you decide to work with the authorities, turn to page 5. If you decide to work with Pierre instead, turn to page 82. But beware, you're up against an international terrorist ring, and they have other plans for the Mona Lisa. You may wind up nailed into an old packing carton, or trapped inside an exploding Porsche. Or you may find the painting and win a huge reward and become an international hero. What happens next in the story? It all depends on the choices you make. How does the story end? Only you can find out. And the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one, but many incredibly daring experiences. You are the star. 22 exciting endings. Choose Your Own Adventure Book 76, The Mona Lisa is Missing, by Ramsey Montgomery, illustrated by Gonzalez Vicente. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where we read vintage choose-your-own-adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. So right off the bat, uh, Ramsey Montgomery is one of R.A. Montgomery's sons. I was going to say, there must be a relation. He was uh, R.A. Montgomery's oldest son. Uh, he passed away in 2008 mm. at the age of 40. Oh. Uh, so he wrote a handful, I think about four Choose Your Own Adventure books that will be scattered throughout the rest of the series. Um, so kind of sad. This illustrator is new too, isn't he? Yes. I think he only illustrated a couple of books as well. Maybe this, this might be his only one. I don't remember off the top of my head, but at the time of the release of this book, Ramsey was a student at the University of Vermont. He had also studied at Edwards Green's Oxford, England, and is a graduate of the Green Mountain Valley School. I don't really know what that is, but it sounds prestigious. He's also a former ski racer. He enjoys foreign travel, mountains, windsurfing, and reggae music. In the summers, he worked as a carpenter. Oh. Yeah. Interesting person. So he led an interesting life. Uh, this book, although you couldn't tell by the condition of the book, which is almost entirely pristine... This book was a Dixon Elementary School library book. That nobody checked out. They didn't, it doesn't even look like they had a checkout card in the book. No. Hmm. So. Maybe it was part of a book fair book that they decided they would stamp their thing on. Oh. I don't know. All right. Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have when the famous Mona Lisa is stolen. And you're assigned to the case by the French FBI. There's such a thing. There is. Yeah, no. I don't know. What, I don't know what they're called, but I'm sh pretty sure they well, have. It's called the French Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> I mean, this would be an Interpol case, but perhaps the French Bureau of Investigation. Yes. <laughs> Federal baguette investigation. <laughs> yes. French baguette of investigation. From time to time, as you read along, you will be asked to make a choice. Your choice may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you have are the result of your choice. You are responsible because you choose. 
After you make your choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Think carefully before you make a move. Your assignment to find the missing Mona Lisa and return it to the Louvre will bring you face to face with the members of an international terrorist ring who have other plans for Leonardo da Vinci's treasured painting. Good luck. The irony of this is the only reason that anybody even knows what the Mona Lisa is, is because it was stolen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really gave a shit about it until it was stolen. Yeah. And then it became national news. And now everybody thinks it's the greatest painting ever. It wouldn't, yep. be, it wouldn't be hard to steal currently. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mona Lisa stolen. Paris, 15 March. In Paris yesterday, thieves broke into the Louvre Museum and stole the famous Mona Lisa. Police investigating the crime have no substantial clues. It is suspected that the recent rash of terrorist bombings, including the bombing of the central post office three days ago, is in some way connected to the theft. For several days, the Louvre has been protected by only a third of its regular guards, since additional men and women have been needed to cover government buildings. It is rumored that the Sûreté is bringing in an American specialist to help with the case. I'm guessing that the Sûreté is the French French FBI. FBI, probably. You can't believe it. Just two weeks before your family's scheduled visit to Paris, the Mona Lisa has been stolen. You toss the newspaper you are reading onto the coffee table and sink down on the chair in the living room. God damn it! (laughs) You say. That's all I wanted to see in that damn city! It's the only only thing I'm here for! France sucks! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seeing the Mona Lisa was to be the high point of your trip, but even though... No. Wow. <laughs> hey, you're, you're a painting nerd. You're an art nerd. You're that one painting nerd. Mm-hmm. But even though you're greatly disappointed by the theft, you've always been interested in crimes involving art, and the disappearance of the famous painting promises to be a particularly intriguing case. Mm-hmm. So we're 12. And we've always been interested in art, art crime. crime. And now that we're here, the Mona Lisa has gone missing. Don't think we're here yet. Well, yeah, we're not there yet. And oh. the interesting part about this is that apparently we're going to get hired by the FBI yes. to find the painting. We're the foremost. The French FBI. Uh-huh. Art expert, art thief expert. Two days later, you find yourself in Orly, one of the airports in Paris. The theft of the Mona Lisa has dramatically changed your plans. Right after you finished reading about the theft, you received a telephone call from the Sûreté, France's FBI asking for your help in recovering the painting. <laughs> How'd they get my number? This came as something of a surprise to you, mm-hmm. even though you had received a lot of publicity when you helped locate a stolen painting in Washington, D.C. a year ago. What painting? A stolen one. Wow. Oh. Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's never anything just boring and bland. It's super famous paintings. Your inventive and unique solution to that case brought much attention in the press, and now you're internationally known. I want to hear about that case. I was going to say, uh, apparently we're not going to learn anything about your your, inventive and unique solutions. Use our imaginations on that one. Mm -hmm. Even so, it's hard to believe that you're the American specialist mentioned in the newspaper report. As you board the metro, spelled with an accent over the E. Yeah. Metro in... Uh, they say metro. Okay. I mean, as far as... I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it, but... Right. Metro is... Yeah. I, rode the, I rode the bus. <laughs> I like the bus. <laughs> as you board the metro, the Paris subway, that's departing from the airport, you think about how you'll present yourself in the world-famous Sûreté during your 5 o'clock meeting later that day. 
Just enough time to get drunk. <laughs> you get off the subway at a stop in the center of Paris, right next to the apartment building where your good friend Pierre lives. You've arranged to stay with Pierre while you're in Paris. As you approach his building, your excitement increases. You haven't seen Pierre in over a year, not since he was an exchange student in the United States at your school. Pierre's not only a good friend, but he was a help to you in the Washington, D.C. case. You're hoping he can help you again. His interest in politics has given him many underground connections. He can often gain information about terrorist activities. He sounds like a real good friend. Mm -hmm. Pierre isn't at home, but he's left the keys to his apartment with the concierge. You let yourself in and look around. Stuck to the refrigerator, you find a note. Welcome! I'm working at a small cafe called the St. Robert. <laughs> Meet me there. It is on the Champs-Élysées. Champs-Élysées, Champs-Élysées. Before you leave, please listen to the answering machine for any change in plans. Great, you think. I'll be able to get in a bit of sightseeing on the way to the cafe. You switch on the answering machine. The first message is one you didn't expect. It's from Madame Daphne Delavoye the head of the Surete, asking you to meet her at 3.30 instead of at 5, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she calling on me on some dude's phone? I knew I was staying there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, they're the FBI. Oh, yeah, so. sure. they know everything. It's already 2 o'clock. The second message is from Pierre. He says that he has some important information and asks you to meet him at the top level of the Eiffel Tower between 3 and 4 o'clock. Both messages sound important. You know you must act quickly. If you decide to meet Pierre first, turn to page 70. If you think you should see Mademoiselle Delavoye immediately, turn to page 89. Well, there is a good restaurant at the Eiffel Tower where we could eat. <laughs> There's also, I don't know, I feel like she's probably the more important contact yeah. since she's the one that hired us. Right. I guess, right? They hired? Yeah, yeah. they hired us. They cold called us. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that's probably the more important appointment to make. Yeah, I'd agree mm -hmm. with that. You found a painting once yeah. in America. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do. Because if we don't go meet her, then she's just going to boot us off the case. And yeah, then... there could be some other famous painting finder waiting in the wings. Mm -hmm. So we're going to meet Mademoiselle Delavoye? Yeah. Yes. You write a note to Pierre telling him about the important meeting with the Surete. Then you leave his apartment. At the Surete office, you're ushered straight to Mademoiselle Delavoye. Welcome, my young American friend, she says. I hope you can help us. Thank you, reply. I think I've already got a lead. You ask Mademoiselle Delavoye if someone could be sent to get Pierre. He may be able to help us. Of course, anything, she responds. Oh, there we go, two birds. Mm -hmm. Pierre soon arrives. He looks impressed at having been sent for by such a highly renowned agency. Introductions are made, and Pierre tells you and Mademoiselle Delavoye that he's learned a shipment of stolen art is leaving Paris for London tomorrow. Mademoiselle Delavoye frowns. We have learned that the painting is being taken to Vienna, Austria, she says. So you want Pierre and me to go to Austria, you ask? Yes, and in the meantime, we'll have a couple of other agents look into the London shipment. There are two routes to choose from. You can travel to Italy and then through the Swiss Alps. This is the route that we believe the thieves will take. If you take this route, you must dress the part, skis, hiking boots, and you must look like authentic young tourists. It's possible you may track down the thieves, but it could be dangerous. However, you can go straight through West Germany. You will arrive in Vienna before they do, and we will advise the authorities there to expect your arrival. 
In any case, your cover is that of young students. If you choose the Italian road, turn to page 11. If you choose to travel through West Germany, turn to page 68. Skiingism will lead us to a more James Bond adventure, I would hope. You, you want to do the skiing? Hell yeah, I do. All right, come down. Okay. Those are my favorite part of Bond movies, is the skiing. The ski chases. Ski chases. You and Pierre travel to... You and Pierre travel by train to Milan, Italy, and then to Zurich through the Swift. You and Pierre travel by train to Milan, Italy, and then to Zurich through the Swiss Alps. It feels like the longest train ride of your life. Look at those mountains, you exclaim to Pierre as they fly past your window. They're beautiful. I love the sight of snow on them. So magnificent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so pointy. There is glacier skiing high up in the mountains all year round, Pierre tells you. Go oh, on. yeah, let's get off this train and do that. What a weird route to take, though. As you watch a group of boarding passengers load skis onto the train's overhead racks, you spot a man carrying two long tubes, just, mm -hmm. just the right size to contain rolled-up paintings. When the porter asks if he wants to store the packages overhead, he shakes his head. He could be our man, Pierre, you whisper. Let's follow him. Pierre whispers back. So happy we have a friend again in this adventure. <laughs> Friends are good. Friends are good. The train begins to slow down. We are now approaching Brig, Switzerland, announces the conductor. Everyone with skis, get ready to get off. Get the fuck off the train. Only people without skis are allowed to remain after this point. <laughs> that was not, nobody said that. Oh. <laughs> I, I read it slightly wrong. Okay. The train begins to slow down. We are now approaching Brig, Switzerland, announces the conductor. Everyone with skis gets ready to get off. The man carrying the package also stands up. He puts on his coat. You and Pierre stand up and grab your belongings. The train rolls to a stop, and you follow the man off the train and onto a smaller one en route to Zermatt, home of the Matterhorn. At a stop halfway to Zermatt, the man suddenly rises and gets off the train. Hurry, follow him, you hiss to Pierre. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You have barely enough time to gather your belongings and jump off the train. The first thing you see is a road sign announcing the distance to Sasfee. Sasfee. S-A-A-S hyphen F-E-E. No. Sasfee. No idea what that is. Oh, it's a small, small ski town. <clears throat> the first thing you see is a road sign announcing the distance to Sasfee, a small ski town. You assume that is where the man is headed, so you walk up to him and ask him where to catch the bus to Sasfee. Just follow me. That is where I'm going, he answers. After a 15-minute wait, a small bus arrives. You, Pierre, and the man get on board. The bus eases away, picking up speed on a road that is narrow and hugs the cliffs. Look at that. It must be 300 feet down, you say to Pierre. I know, but don't worry. The road is safe as long as we don't go too fast. Like all roads. <laughs> you have no real plan. <laughs> mm -hmm. In Sosfi, you keep your eyes on the man. You follow him around the town, pretending you're tourists looking for a place to stay. No cars are allowed in the town, and it's relaxing to be away from city traffic. Presently, the man ducks into a small hotel. You spy him discreetly and realize he's checking in. At Pierre's suggestion, you get a room in the hotel across the street. So we can surveil him with no surveillance equipment. We're just kind of so. letting Pierre make all of our choices for us. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, that's what he's here for. Mm-hmm. Pierre, let's get some rest, you say, as soon as you're settled. Why don't you take a nap, and I'll stay on watch at the window. I'll wake you in four hours. Unless the man leaves his hotel, then you can go on watch. That sounds good to me. We have to get accustomed to the altitude, Pierre answers. 
Okay. Your watch is uneventful. After four hours, you gratefully lay down on the bed, but less than an hour later, Pierre wakes you. Hurry, he says. He's leaving his hotel, and he's dressed in climbing gear. He doesn't have the paintings. You can. He's going night climbing. We can follow him, you suggest. We have our climbing boots. Or we could try to get into the hotel and search his room. If you decide to follow the man into the mountains, turn to page 49. If you decide to try to get into his room, turn to page 51. Ten minutes later, you and Pierre are walking into the hotel across the street. At the front desk, you stop. Excuse me, sir, but what room is my friend staying in? He's the one who just went out hiking, you tell the man. I don't know his name. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, my friend. Mr. Bennett? He's in room 13. <laughs> Boo! Swiss, Swiss hotel concierge. Mm-hmm. Thank you, you say. Did he mention when he was coming back? Yes, perhaps in three hours. Then he's going to Lucerne, the clerk tells you. Ooh, where the cheese lives. Yeah. Doing okay, Jason? No, I'm just... He's a very... Following along with the... He's giving us ex- exposition. Good Would old... you happen to know his social security number? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's 686. <laughs> Good old exposition hotel clerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, thank you, sir. That's right. We're going to Lucerne together, you turn to Pierre. Come on, you say. We'll come back in three hours. You leave the hotel. Pierre looks completely confused. The desk clerk wouldn't have let us go upstairs, you say. We'll have to sneak up there. He gave you everything else. (laughs) Of course he would let you go up there. Here's a key. Mm -hmm. Go let yourself (laughs) in. It's fine. You get your chance when a laundry service truck pulls up and the driver begins an argument with the clerk. You and Pierre run inside and up the stairs. The clerk never sees you. Well, Pierre really needs to kick it into high gear if he's going to have to keep up with us. You quickly find room 13. I hope a credit card really can open doors like in the movies, you say to Pierre. Pierre fiddles with the doorknob and credit card. The lock springs open easily. Wow. Whoa, okay. You walk into the room. In one corner, the Mona Lisa is stretched out on the floor in plain view. Booyah. Let's grab it, suggests Pierre. We'll go right back to Paris. I don't know, you say. Maybe we should go to Lucerne and see if this guy leads us to the other thieves. There must be more than one. We could catch the whole gang. Oh, fuck you. If you choose to take the painting now, turn to page 80. If you choose to go to Lucerne, turn to page 102. Don't just take the painting. Take all the paintings and... What do you mean all the paintings? Well, there was at least two. One. Yeah, but something else, too. I don't say anything about this on this page. Oh. Stupid. I say we go to Lucerne. <gasps> You don't want to go to Lucerne? You just I, want to... I want to accomplish the mission. This was our mission. They don't have phones in Switzerland, so we can't call the French cop, apparently. Okay, let's just take the painting then if we want to do the mission. Yeah, if you... I mean, if you want to go to Lucerne, I'm down. Let's take the painting, and then we can... If that doesn't work, <laughs> we can Lucerne. do the other one. Okay. Okay, so we're just grabbing the painting? Yeah. You grab the painting, you say to Pierre... I'll go out into the hall and make sure the coast is clear. The hallway is empty. It's safe, you whisper. We'll leave the hotel through the rear entrance. When we get outside, you go through the woods to the bus station. Where are you going, Pierre asks as you run silently down the hall. I'm going to get our bags. Then I'll buy a poster that we can wrap the painting in. In a short while, you're boarding the bus. Wait, what time is it? Like these poster shops in this high Swiss village are all open. Yeah, I thought he was going night climbing. I mean, that's what I assumed. That's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. In a short while, you're boarding the bus. You find Pierre seated in the rear and join him. 
The bus winds down the twisting, treacherous road. Suddenly, you feel a lurch. The bus begins to tilt. It leans over farther and farther. Oh, no. We're going over the cliff, you scream. Nobody survives the crash. In the fire that follows, the Mona Lisa is destroyed. <laughs> Bullshit. The end. Boo! That was just some freak accident. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. All right. I guess we're going to Lucerne then. Going to Lucerne then? Yeah. All right. Butter and cheese lives there. It's a good thing we didn't unpack, you say to Pierre as you dash across the street to your hotel. We can leave right away and get to Lucerne before Mr. Bennett does. Then we'll watch for him in the train station. Sure hope that that chatty concierge doesn't tell him that... Your friends were here. Your friends were here? You know, your friends that are going to Lucerne with you? Later that afternoon, you and Pierre are in Lucerne, waiting, awaiting the arrival. This must have been super early in the day. I guess. Yeah. Four or five hours passed while you guys were in your motel room. Yeah. And yeah. now it's later in the day and you're in Lucerne. So. Okay. Apparently none of this stuff happened I could have at night. sworn he was going night climbing. I thought he well, was also, too. a laundry guy showed up. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they're going to show up in the middle of the yeah. night. Time yeah. has no meaning in this, yeah. in this book. Later that afternoon, you and Pierre are in Lucerne, awaiting the arrival of Bennett. The late train pulls in, and you see him get off and cross the platform to another train. He's carrying a suitcase and the two long tubes. Walking beside him is a short man whose head is completely bald. The conductor tells you that their train is bound for Vienna. You buy tickets and still have enough time to call the Sûreté. You're informed that two agents from the Austrian National Police will, with one L, meet you when you arrive (laughs) in Vienna. And will, with two Ls, help you to trail Bennett. Hours later, after a tiring train ride, you walk along the platform a few passengers behind Bennett. But suddenly, a large group of children cuts through the line of disembarking passengers, and when the crowd thins, there's no sign of Bennett. Goddamn children. Or his bald companion. Frantically, you and Pierre race through the station. Finally, you catch a glimpse of Bennett at the ticket counter. You step closer and hear the clerk say, Here's your runway ticket to Lucerne, sir. I switched to give the bald guy the paintings. There was the exchange. Lucerne? Why is he going back to Lucerne, you wonder? Then you notice that Bennett is now carrying only his suitcase. We should follow him, you tell Pierre, but Bennett isn't carrying the tubes any longer, and I'll bet he gave them to someone here in Vienna. We could stay and look around, Pierre suggests. The two Austrian police agents who are supposed to meet us may have some ideas on where the stolen paintings can be sold in this city. If you choose to follow Bennett back to Lucerne, turn to page 109. If you choose to stay in Vienna and work with the Austrian National Police... Turn to page 94. Vienna. Vienna. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to go back to Lucerne. Barely in Lucerne the last time. You and Pierre are beginning to wonder where the Austrian police agents are when two men approach you. After you've all flashed your ID cards, you fill them in on what has happened. You all agree it would be best to split into two teams. While the two police agents visit art dealers around Vienna, you and Pierre walk through the streets, poking into stores like tourists, but keeping your eyes open for anything suspicious. A short, bald man. Finally, you spot the bald man who is walking with Bennett in Lucerne. He enters a car rental agency. You and Pierre follow him in. May I help you, sir? The clerk asks the bald man in English. You wonder how he could tell the bald man isn't Austrian. Yes, I would like to rent a car for a week. I'll return it to your agency in Rome. Certainly, replies the clerk. Here are the papers. We need your license and credit card. Just sign here. The clerk hands the man several papers and a set of car keys. Your car is the blue Volkswagen out front. Thank you. 
You wait until the bald man is outside, and then Pierre steps up to the clerk. Excuse me, sir. We would like to rent a car for a week also. We're 12. Yeah. We definitely, <laughs> definitely don't have insurance. We'll be returning it to Rome as well. The clerk nods. Apparently, he sees nothing strange about this. <laughs> That's because we're posing as students. Sign here, please. I need your driver's license and credit card, he says. Pierre hands them to him. I am sorry, but you are not old enough to rent a car, the clerk says after looking at Pierre's license. You step up and flash the Surete ID card that Mademoiselle Delavoye gave you. And within minutes, you and Pierre are in a white GTI trying to tail the bald man through the streets of Vienna. I appreciate that he listed both of the makes of the cars. It's important. <laughs> so we're not old enough to rent a car, but we're old enough to work for the French FBI. That is correct. You drive carefully, keeping a discreet distance between the GTI and the Volkswagen. Then, just 15 kilometers outside Vienna, the Volkswagen pulls up in front of a house. You see the bald man go inside, then come out of the house with a tube wrapped in brown paper. Another tube. He drives away. You follow. There's no way to tell the Austrian police what you're doing, because this is 1980-whatever. Mm-hmm. Or at least making notes of the locations of the places he visits. Probably not. Why would you? Uh, well, between the two of you, maybe one of you will remember. Sure. Within a few more minutes, the Volkswagen has reached what you think is its destination. A large castle high in the mountains. Pierre drives as close to it as he dares, then parks in the woods. Together, you approach the castle cautiously. Pierre, go back to the car and radio the Surete. Oh, this car is a... How did we get a radio? Find out what you can about this castle and tell them to get in touch with the Austrian police. We may need some backup. Pierre comes running back in a few minutes. The castle is owned by an eccentric millionaire, he tells you. Supposedly, he has all sorts of weird connections with political activists and maybe even some terrorist groups. Hmm, hmm you say. I wonder... Let's try and get inside now. You'd have to keep that painting in the basement. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to show that off to just anybody. Nope. You choose the darkest side of the castle and approach cautiously, cringing every time you snap a twig or crunch on a stone. So stop doing it. A servant's entrance is unattended and you enter unobserved. Voices coming from a nearby room attract your attention. Moving stealthily, you and Pierre peer into the room. You see an odd collection of tough-looking men and women. So many weapons, the room looks like an armory. But what catches your eye is a painting covered with a tarp. A large man approaches the painting and pulls the tarp off. There is the Mona Lisa. You gasp. Turning quickly, they all hear you. <laughs> turning quickly, the man sees you. Oh my oh, God! He did like we you. didn't know what was in there. Good lord! Son of a bitch! Who are you? What are you doing here? He yells. Two other men grab you and Pierre from behind and force you into the room. I said, what are you doing here? The man shouts. I want to buy the We're lost. Yep. We need directions to Vienna, you say. <laughs> Fuck you. Is this the hostel? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Nobody heard us ring your bell. You are lying. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Duh. Take them down to the old dungeon and chain them up, the man orders the guards who are holding you and Pierre. Hey, we're just tourists, you plead. Really, I mean it. We're just boys. <laughs> Hogwash. That's, a, that's an evil guy saying. <laughs> Hogwash. Besides, you have seen too much for us to let you go. That's the, true. The man turns his back and faces the Mona Lisa. The dungeon is damp and dark, and you wonder how many people once ended their lives in misery here. We'll never get out, Pierre says. He is almost crying. 
Yes, we will. You radioed the Surete. They know where we are. Don't give up. You've barely finished speaking when the door to the dungeon opens, revealing two stern-looking men. Who We're, heard everything you just said. <laughs> We're agents of the Austrian police, one announces. You're free now. Oh. Nice work, the other says. We've been after these guys for months. We never had anything to pin on them. They've got international connections, too. Who knows where the Mona Lisa might have ended up? You sigh with relief. Later, you call Mademoiselle Delavoye. She's ecstatic. By the way, she says, we have just had a call from Mozambique. They want your help in finding an heir to the throne. He has been kidnapped. Are you interested in the job? It's not the a painting. The end. It's not a painting. Yeah, I was going to say that's not that's not a painting. Oh unless, man. Well, unless they promote paintings to heirs in Mozambique. I'm trying to find her now. Could be. Mm-hmm. Those Austrians got it done at the end. Good lord. Yeah, you guys <laughs> wandered in like idiots. I know. Got caught. And didn't want anyway. But at least, at least we radioed for help up front. Yeah, otherwise, mm-hmm. otherwise that would have been a bad day. Yeah, yeah. sweet, we won that one. So, what do we think? I liked that one. Yeah, this is alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the I like the ones where we're the detective. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd give it a pass. I'm not I'm not throwing a check mark on it, but. So, like a soft recommend? Yeah. yeah. It's all right. It's all right. And you like it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'd soft recommend, too. This is, I don't know. I mean, it's more coherent and consistent than his father's work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I'm not entirely sold on the subject matter. Like, I don't. I don't really care about hunting down paintings, so yeah, I'm kind of glad that I read this one and didn't participate in it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm saying a lot of negative shit when I don't really mean to be negative. About <laughs> it's not a terrible book, but it's just not for me. Yeah, so, it, it was it was all right. Yeah, I'd say give it a shot, and that's all I'd say. Mm-hmm. The end. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Incredibly Daring. Uh, if you want to check out more children adventure books, go to cyoa.com. And if you want to look at more stuff from us, go to incrediblydaring.com. And I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. I'm Connie. Bye. Bye.